Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to On Point, the best podcast west of the Nile. <laughs> what does that even mean, west of the Nile River? I use it a lot, and I don't even really know what that means. But anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the pod. Um, life updates. Do I have anything for you? I do. In fact, a bunch of things in my life are about to change, and I am so scared and... I probably won't reveal it right now (laughs) on this beginning intro to the podcast. It'll be like a whole separate thing, but I'm going through a lot of changes. Good changes, but obviously scary. I'm not someone that can do change really well just because I really like stability. I like things to be like, I know everything's going to be okay. I know the outcome. So like I like staying put a lot of the times and yeah, a lot of things are changing, which is it's good but scary and it'll be fine but if all else fails I have the podcast and I'm sitting here right now talking to you guys which I love so much today's podcast is going to be a hefty one because I feel like I have a lot of things to cover a lot of topics to talk about but basically I had this epiphany recently which is funny because I'm going to be talking about why having epiphanies all the time like I do is not necessarily healthy healthy but I was watching this movie and it was called Good Luck Chuck and I'm sure you guys have seen it it's not like it's it's a popular rom-com and I was talking to my sister and I was like yeah both the guys I have dated are now in like long-term relationships and seem really happy like was I the problem and I was like why is it like that these two men were so terrible with me but then you know are so great with with these other girls and I was like oh my god am I the problem like I was just really thinking about it and then Zoe's like maybe you're good luck Chuck and basically this movie good luck Chuck is basically this guy who every time he sleeps with a woman the woman finds the person that she's going to marry right after him. So basically he's the good luck charm. And I was like, am I the good luck charm? Is this is this like the narrative right now? Because as far as I'm concerned, I show up well in relationships and I treat people well. Like I don't see that necessarily. I don't ever see that. I never was blaming myself. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously for some things I would, but I think overall I'm never like the ultimate problem. But anyway so I was thinking about that for a little bit and I was like why is it that I wasn't right for these people then I had another thought so I know you guys know I have been in a relationship for almost two years now and I haven't talked in too much detail about it just because like I want things to be private but I'm sure you guys can tell that I obviously was struggling a lot in that relationship and I'm going to be honest with you and say that the first year of our relationship was super rocky. I would label some things as toxic and I was in a really, really bad place. Like I took out all my OCD, my anxiety, everything on him. He wasn't perfect either. It was just like I was so unhealthy. I couldn't eat. It was just like really, really not good for me. And we broke up multiple times we got back together and it was just so rocky and then this 
last time, maybe like four months ago, we got back together and we have been in a completely different relationship since then. It's been so healthy, so loving. I trust him finally. He trusts me. We have good communication. I want him to succeed, do his job. Like, it's just a whole different situation now, which is great. And it's all I've ever wished for. But recently I was like, oh my God, I want to, like, there's this one day of a week where I was with him and I was like, you know, what? I, I don't want to go home. I kind of wanted to spend a night alone, get some work done. And I was like, oh my God, do I not love him anymore? Like, <laughs> do I do I not care about him anymore because I want to be alone or like we haven't fought at all recently like it's been we, we haven't been in arguments we haven't had like anything like we used to and I was like oh my god are we not in love anymore like is there no passion anymore like I use that word passion I'm like would bring up random things to him and be like yeah well we don't do this this and this anymore and like I was almost fishing for something and I brought this up to my sister and she was like, Luna, like, no, you're just finally in a healthy relationship. And that's when I got to thinking and I am addicted to chaos. And this is why I think maybe I am the problem. For backstory, I obviously, oh, I've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but my upbringing wasn't the most stable like from 13 on I didn't really have a relationship with my dad so that caused a lot of trauma in me of like wanting male validation and attention um you know my parents were fighting there was a lot of like turmoil okay and so that's what was normal to me and I I say all this stuff now because at the end of the day everything com connects back to your inner child and what still hasn't healed in me clearly because I'm still struggling with it. And whenever things were going well in those years, like those crucial years of my upbringing, I just knew something was going to go south immediately. Like, for example, me and my mom, my first two years of high school, we lived with a bunch of random family friends on their couches on this and that because we couldn't afford at the time to get our own place. And the minute I was like super comfy at a friend's house, they had a guest room and I was so, you know, finally stable right away we'd have to pick up and move to another place. So I was like, there was always something following. I could never sit still and be happy where I was and be comfortable. There was always like a go, 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 let's figure it out. It's World War Ten right now and we have to figure this all out and go to the storage unit. It was like everything was so hectic all the time that that was what was normal to me. So coming into my life now, I believe that I get super super uncomfortable when things are going well because I just know it's going to end and shit's going to hit the fan and this connects back to my relationship because I think I'm addicted to chaos and I think I'm in the most love when I'm fighting with somebody because all of their energy is on me and we're having an argument and I feel so like randomly loved and I get all this attention and that's what like to me love was not anymore because I'm having this epiphany but like I think when things are, are are like this and they're finally stable and normal and healthy and I want nights alone and are like whatever 
I get so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my God, there's no passion anymore. It's all dead. We have to break up. We're not in love anymore. Like, it's just, that's what goes through my mind. And I genuinely believe those thoughts and I second guess every single thing. Because to me, normal is boring because I'm so used to chaos and constant change and movement and arguing and, you know, I can't sit still. And I think a lot of times that results in me starting things and stirring up the pot. So oftentimes in my relationships specifically, it can happen in a lot of different relationships as well. But in my romantic relationships specifically, I always find myself finding random things to get mad about so that I can feel that sense of connection and love that I think is is what it is, you know? Like if a night is going too well or a day is going too well or I'm having too good of a week and no fighting, I'm like, all right, there's no passion anymore. I need to get his attention again because if I don't, then he won't stay and he won't love me. So let's fight. Like (laughs) in reality, it's the opposite. And that should never happen. And a healthy, normal relationship with not such highs and such lows is actually good to me. And what I know that isn't love, you know, which is wrong. I think it's hard for me to be stagnant because I always need a crisis to solve. I can't be content or happy because I always know something is going to go wrong. And I think that also comes into play with my OCD is that I need to have control over my emotions at all times. And that's why I think I normally start things before it even happens because I'm like, I can't be hit with this problem when I'm not prepared for it. I, I need to know how I'm going to feel. So I'm going to start it now so that I know how I'm going to feel and I'm not blindsided by any emotion. So I almost self-sabotage and I'm a masochist in that way of like, I'm going to create the problem so that I feel how I'm going to feel and it's not sprung on to me without me being prepared. I think, you know, I fill in the space with arguments and fights, but this also comes into play with silence. Like I cannot sit in silence with people I don't know very well because I get so incredibly uncomfortable. I feel like I'm the one that has to speak. I have to come up with all these questions. Like I need to fill space with anything that I can and like keep it chaotic or else to me, it's boring and they don't like me and they're going to have a bad time with me and like it's too stagnant. I also read that a common thing with people that are addicted to chaos and drama is stalking exes. And that one really hit me in the heart. (laughs) That one was super personal. I still stalk exes from like three years ago. Weekly, honestly, sometimes daily people that I do not even care about but like I'll look at these people and in their relationships and I'm like wow like they're so happy like for what why am I doing that to myself I need to sit and like I'm sitting here and I'm feeling too good and I'm like oh let me just make myself feel like shit (laughs) and go look at my exes and their new girlfriends and how happy they are like why what's the point like I'm trying to fill in this space with drama because that's what I'm used to. Like, I'm my homeostasis is feeling like shit. Like, that's terrible. And this is a really uncomfortable feeling to have because it does kind of, you know, bring back that question of like, was I the problem or am I the problem? And 
the overall answer is no. I don't think I'm the main problem. I think every relationship is a two-way street. But I do think I have a lot of unhealed trauma that I take out in a partner because I never really knew male validation and love in a healthy way. And it's really hard for me to comprehend that. And the only way that I I know that is like an absent father. So I'm trying to recreate that situation or like the emotional distress that I grew up in that household in my current relationship because that's what's comfortable to me. But that's not at all healthy. And I do think I do. I have toxic tendencies. Absolutely. Like I will start fights out of nowhere. That's something I will do because, again, I'm addicted to chaos. It's also really hard for me to let my partner live their life and be happy for them that they're interested in something that's not me. (laughs) And that's me being like brutally honest. This has gotten so much better in the past four months, you guys. I'm telling you, I'm a completely changed human being. But this was like past me and still things that I deal with to this day. And I have to like actively try to heal and not fall into those old patterns. But it all stems back to that inner child that grew up in a house of emotional distress. You know what another thing I've noticed in me is that I will wait till the absolute, even if I have nothing to do all day, I will wait till the absolute last 30 minutes to get ready because I almost like feed off that chaos of getting ready and being late and rushing and like I am on speed in those moments. Like, why do I do that? The idea of getting ready early and just kind of sitting and like waiting is crazy to me which it's healthy and I should be doing that so that I can like you know handle my anxiety better but I always wait till the last minute because maybe I crave that chaos when I'm thinking about it right now I'm like why the fuck would I want that but I mean maybe that's something I subconsciously do or I'm just a procrastinator (laughs) maybe I'm reading too deep I'm not sure Okay, another thing I read up on that is scarily accurate for my life and could be literally me on this podcast right now is a common like sign that you are addicted to chaos is that you have like healing episodes that last a short amount of time. And that's why I mentioned that the word epiphany is kind of scary because I feel like I come on this podcast and I'm like, oh, I found the answer to life. Here's the answer to all my problems. And I have these episodes and then I probably honestly forget about it. I get fixated on this one thing that's going to change my entire life for like a week or two. And then I forget all about it. And that's its own version of being addicted to chaos. It's like you're also addicted to this rapid healing journey and you want it to happen so fast. And when it doesn't, I'm like, full fuck it. I don't care anymore. The best example of this for me is like those days where I'm like, oh, I know the answer and I'll go to Barnes and Noble and I'll buy like every self-help book there and come home and I'll be so into it for like a week and then I'll never touch these books again. Like I have so many books in this bookshelf that I've never read, never gone through, but I have these like rapid healing ideas. Like I remember when I was not in such a good place, I made a podcast episode of how like maybe well I don't even think this is necessarily wrong but like when I'm feeling anxious normally I'll be like okay I need to self-soothe I need to lay in bed and not go out but like in reality when I actually face my anxiety I normally forget about it like I'm not I feel like with anxiety the more you feed it the bigger it's gonna get 
So sometimes I do need to go out of my comfort zone. You know, it's it's 50-50, but like I had this huge epiphany and like, did I follow it? Probably not. Like it's definitely something I think about here and there, but I have these rapid thoughts and I'm like, oh, this will fix my life. In reality, I'm never going to stick to it. This also comes into play of like when things are good, you forget how bad they actually were, which is weird because I feel like naturally in life, you do tend to block out the bad things, you know, like at least for me, like of my childhood, I mostly remember the good memories. Like I don't remember that many of the bad things. Like naturally, I feel like that's something that humans do. But I think this article was talking about it more in like an erratic sense of like, no, everything is so good and it was never bad and da da da. You forget everything, which I don't think I've had. Like I definitely know when things were bad and I can literally feel that anxiety in my heart of like everything I felt last year and the place that I was in. And I know how bad it was. And I think right now it's weird because this change happened to me. And I'm like, I genuinely don't know what ha- how it happened. Like, it wasn't even me trying that hard for it. Like, I obviously was desperately knowing that I needed to be more healthy mentally. But I just feel like I'm in a totally different place now. And I'm not saying this from, like, a, an erratic standpoint. I'm hoping. Like, I guess we'll see in a couple months. But... I feel like I'm working to not be addicted to chaos slowly, and here's how. So, to heal your inner child, healing itself is all about small daily changes rather than big erratic life epiphanies. For me, I feel like the best thing is exposure therapy. Like, I need to be put in those situations and know, okay, I'm on this healing journey. What are small little steps that I can take today or in this like sticky situation that I'm in to slowly start making this my norm. For example, let's say me and my boyfriend are having such a good week. We're having no arguments, no nothing. And we're both focused on our work. Maybe we're not seeing each other as much because we're both working hard and we're, we are together on a Friday night and everything has been so good. And I'm sitting there like, Mm-mm, it's too good. It's too good. Like, something's gonna go wrong let me just start it before it happens so that I know how I'm gonna feel instead of sitting there and finding every single thing to nitpick or literally just come up with whatever I need to sit there and be like okay this is me I have literally done this recently I was sitting there and I was ready I was on the phone I was ready to fight I was like "Mm, I want to feel something right now I want to I want his attention all on me and I sat there and I was like you know what I'm not going to do that because that is literally the definition of me being addicted to chaos. Everything is good. You deserve everything to be good. You've worked hard for this and it's time to heal this. Like you can't keep doing this. So I sat there and I didn't say anything, even though I wanted to. And I was like, I love you. Everything's great. And that was it. So much better. Like, thank you, Luna, for doing that. Another thing I'm going to try to incorporate is being okay with sitting in silence. I think it's something that makes me uncomfortable, but something as little as that and being comfortable and being present and being confident, you know, in that silence, I think is going to help me a lot. I also think like when I'm at a lunch with someone and I'm asking them all these questions and filling in all these silences with words and asking them all these things like, 
maybe I don't want to be an interviewer. Like, maybe I should just sit there in silence and make them uncomfortable and be like, okay, your turn. Like, I'm done. It's all about those small daily actions that I'm going to start doing. And if you guys have the same problem, you should start doing. Like, we deserve to live a life of calm, of peace, of no conflict. Like, that is the dream. And I know your inner child is sitting there tricking you and being like, well, you're hurt and you have trauma. So let's start something. Like, do something about it or else you won't feel loved. But in reality, that's completely twisted. It's a little devil in your head telling you that. And it's possible to change and heal from. So I'm trying my hardest to do small daily actions to not be addicted to chaos. Because, you know, I think one day I'm going to realize that having a calm life with not so many highs and so many low lows will actually be beautiful and nice. And I'm excited for it. It's kind of like, you know, the saying, the calm before the storm. I'm addicted to chaos because that calm isn't safe for me because I always know something's going to happen or something's going to go wrong. And in reality, I need to sit in that calm and just let things happen as they happen. Don't start something just because you know something's going to happen because at the end of the day, you don't. And overall, just be confident that when things are good, they're actually good and maybe they won't go south. And if they do, let it happen as it happens. And that's that. That's my podcast today. I hope you guys relate to me and I don't sound crazy. But I think a lot of people will because it's not like a rare occurrence to be addicted to chaos. But I hate it and I'm over it. And we're gonna make these small changes together because we deserve happiness, you guys. We really do. I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet. I feel like I got my point across and said everything I need to say. So... I hope you guys enjoyed and got something from it, and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.